Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, 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 the can't leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Go red and look at him go. Here he comes, boom, right over the top. Brother Bush, it is 15, Lance Clare. Nah, gee, is a good horse like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? This could be set up for something special. Cassidy hit the pull to whip. It's coming again. Dex, Dex. He left and he wins. What an outstanding racehorse. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office review podcast. Day late today as we had to see the great racing at Newcastle there yesterday, Adam. And while it was great racing, the highest rated horse of the weekend wasn't there. It wasn't. A beautiful broad meadow, unfortunately. There was, as you say, some good racing there, but it couldn't quite topple the um, the big numbers that that came out of some of the the action at um, Maiden on on Saturday night. And Sharia, the the Japanese Derby winner, was the star of the show there, winning the the Shima Classic and seeing off Godolphin's Yabir, who was um, a uh, sticky foreign contender for the Taylor Pendrith Award. William Buick <laughs> gave Yabir a um, a lot to do and, and ran really well. I was a bit of a your beer sceptic, I must say. He had a sort of seemed to have a seemed short enough there and to have a big reputation based on running down broom in America, which doesn't sort of didn't look outstanding for him to me, but he was he was as good as the winner there or maybe even better. Um splitting the Japanese, so yeah, he goes back to England. I'm now a believer. Cost me nothing and I'm a believer. Um but yeah, another big night for the the Japanese, our first, third and fifth there as well as eighth and ninth but they um they won two of the two of the four turf races and split one of the other ones and they were in they won a couple of the dirt races as well so they had a uh, a monster night and the japanese continue to be the well the biggest force in in world racing they have the best racing in the world i don't think that's um that's no longer a um I don't think a topic up. for debate it's signed sealed done i suppose you didn't need the push but a nice push for euphoria Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't need the push. He's <laughs> so he goes on on Saturday against your exciting newcomer Jack Daw. Yeah, he might be up against on it Sunday in the Osaka High. But that's um, yeah, that's kind of the amazing thing when you look at at some of those Maiden winners as well. Like Stay Foolish, twenty five runabouts in Japan, and he goes over to the the Middle East and goes bang in in Saudi Arabia, and then bang again in in Dubai. Although that was a messy race, a slow pace and. A few of the the dregs got a bit too close there, so you can't rate that Dubai Gold Cup very highly. Manobo pulled his head off. Probably another fizzer of a ride, to be honest. Yeah, bless him again. But um, what are you doing? Not another another pretty ugly steer from world class William Buick. Um, he, he might maybe he deserves a Pendrith. <laughs> <laughs> but that looks like Manobo will go back to Europe and run in the good staying races there as a as a real chance in, in the best staying races there. And I think Stay Foolish, there's some, I know he's he's seven, but they're just different, aren't they? And, and he's, a, he's yeah, I think, a, a chance to come here in November, I would think, Stay Foolish. Clearly he travels well. Clearly he's um, no chance in a race like a Japan Cup. Or, you know, I mean, he could run in those staying races over there, but I would think they'd be having a, a pretty good look at, at the Melbourne Cup. In fact, I'd go as far as saying I'd be surprised if he's not here. The all-important question. Oh, barring logistics. Logistics. And what weight's he going to get? Oh, I don't Greg going to look after him? Yeah, no, he won't, they won't. 
They won't do anything stupid. <laughs> I mean, as I say, he, he's won a couple of... Neither of those are Group 1s. He's won a couple of races in the Mideast, and he, he'd lost 25 times on the bounce before that, so he's not... Um, Got to give him their chance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's no. a weight off the top of your head? What do you ex- would you expect? What's a fair weight? 55. I don't know. <laughs> you do know. <laughs> that's just a pluck, but yeah, 55, why not? And he can win, but... He can win without me desperate, you know, thinking that I'm excited that he's coming or anything. Yeah, he'd be part of it, sure. But the real question would be, can he beat Duace That's in a Melbourne question. Cup after she's won the Sydney Cup? I think so. On the radio this morning with Ed Cummings, he played a nice straight bat, as you would expect, with the decision not being made yet. One thing I took away from it, though, well, he said, we'll learn, we'll get more answers running her in the Sydney Cup than if we ran her in the QE. Mm. And I feel that was the push to run. Another interesting point which came out this morning is uh, Kieran's taken his suspension straight away so he can ride on day two. Tommy's booked for Animo. So that, I reckon he's riding Jewess in the Sydney Cup. Would be my lean. And the way she won the Tancred, 51 as it stands at the moment in the Sydney Cup, she'd win doing cartwheels. Yeah, it's not a question of talent. That's for sure and certain. I mean, she's beaten Sydney Cup horses here. It is worth noting. She's um she's beaten Stockman and the Chosen One, who are handicappers, whackers. Solid, you know, I like both of those horses. But she's beaten whackers. But she didn't for speed. Like she's got, she's got speed. She's got to turn her foot. But here's the big question, because this is where, like, you know, once it happens right in front of your eyes, it's you know, it's all exciting at the time. She so she'll just rock it up all the all the anti post betting. So she's shorter than Montefilia for the QE. Yep. Yeah, of course she is because she did it most recently. If you flipped them and they did one one in front of the other, or better yet, put Stockman in that Ramvit, what happens? So which what's really the better win, Montefilia? Or Duace. I know that you think it's Duace, but really think. There is a, I mean, not that it works like this, of course, but there is a sneaky line horse in there as well. I think the big difference between the two wins was Collett flushed it on Monophilia and Josh Parr took the piss. So the se- so my read of the sectionals are that Mo- Montefilia gave Angel of Truth a bigger dusting than Duace did. He was a lot closer. She was a lot closer in the run, though. But she ran away from him faster. Thoughts? <laughs> I've looked. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. I would think that there's... I mean, Montefilli went really, really well there. I make Montefilli's number a little bit better. Which is what the ratings are. Yeah, I agree with them. I mean, it's the whole style over... That's what people love with I that win. I, I'm, I ask this question knowing the answer. I know what everyone thinks. You never ask a question without knowing the answer. Everyone thinks Juice is better. I'm not sure that the form really supports that. They line up in a race tomorrow, though. She sh- she starts favourite. Yeah, and I'll and I'll back Montefilia. I think that's right. That's that's what I think happens, and I think it's wrong. If, I think every, if everyone says it's the other way, though, don't you think you could be wrong? I, that's why I want to bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have hun- and what it is is trial and error, and I have hundreds and hundreds of bets. And then when there's a profit there at the end, I go shit. I'm onto something. <laughs> I might be alright at this. Yeah. Well, that was the where does Montefilia? Do you think where does she fit into that market for the QE? So I don't think Duace is going to run. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice in in that sense. It would be nice if she did run because it'd really make that a big middle distance slam. It already is, um, with or without her. But 
Um, yeah, I mean Montefilia fits in as obviously fourth pick. She's not she's not going to wrestle the top three picks away from the big three. But I got to say, I would. But then again, I I always have this sort of feeling. But I think if it's a bottomless. Zaki won't be. He won't be hard in the market. He'll be the one that jumps out. It's hard to like if you're not taking on Zaki on a heavy ten. You what are you doing? Like he's ten bucks. Yeah, no, they won't bet ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> he will be in my market. Yeah. No, well, he's probably the one I, I guess I would loosely be against. But he's um he's won a lot of good races in the last 12 months. Oh, it's a good horse. Yeah. But so I'm saying you know, in terms of conditions, he oh, would be the a, least favoured. It's an interesting race, yeah. This is, again, where I'm a little bit different from everyone, is that I'm still sitting there thinking that Very Elegant's number one seed. It's just me and James on that hill now. <laughs> Who Animo starts favourite? Seems pretty trendy, doesn't he? Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, so Animo is three fifty, very elegant four dollars, Zaki four fifty, Jewess six, Montefilia nine, Hitotsu fifteen, think it over fifteen. Yeah, okay. Just a good race. It's a ripper. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's probably not miles wrong. I'd yeah. There's and there's so much fat in that market that it doesn't really entice me to I don't look at that and think, Well, I've got to start betting. No, it'll probably be four dollars final field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Feels very competitive and barriers, and also very. Um, you'll know the track condition, and you're going to get better. I'd say Animo would. I'd say you'll be a four dollars would be. I don't think one will start inside that if they all turn up. Yeah, let's hope they do. One that won't be there. Certainly, the biggest flop of the week. The biggest flop of the week. Spanish mission. Yeah, that's a so evidence if evidence were needed. That he didn't go too fast in the Australian Cup because he went slower here and got beat further. I mean, he probably Stewart's report didn't handle it. Yeah. Pulled up coughing. He'd want to. He got thrashed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's not him. He's better than that. Moods has trained the wheels off him. <laughs> <laughs> These Aussie trainers, mate. He's no Andrew Balding, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no, he was disappointing. That's a that's a big flop. But it, I mean. It is interesting that he um, he certainly didn't benefit from a cuter ride, did he? No. How did he look trying to sit and sprint with Juice? Did she? <laughs> Josh Parr went past with a handbrake yeah. on. His only chance of ever beating her is to turn it into an all-out slog. So the truth of the matter is that in the Australian Cup, his only chance was to go even faster. But there's that. Maybe it was disappointing, and I assume that's him done for this prep. Yep. I would say. I would say. I'd say it's and a reboot to Brisbane. Oh, he go to Brisbane. He pushed on to Brisbane. I was thinking done. Oh, done well, till spring. I mean, I mean, he's he's not. He hasn't had, he hasn't done a lot of racing. No, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I take yeah. I mean, I'd take him to Brisbane. It's a great Moods idea. Moods loves Brisbane. Mm. No, it's a great idea. But I just just I just saw him completely outpaced and whacking away there, and thought, I'll see you in six months, pal. If you had Jewess, are you going the QE or are you going Sydney Cup? Um, do you know I don't care. And I don't care if I own her either. I'm I'm that excited. I mean, I haven't come back from my victory lap yet to even think about it. I'm still doing. I'm still running a lap in Newcastle. <laughs> I've just hit Merriweather. <laughs> I mean, not a bad. Oh, what a position! I mean, I'm booking in. accommodation for the Q22 as well. I'm busy doing that. So, um, yeah, I think she should run in one of those and then go and win the big money race in Brisbane as well. This is these are good problems to have for Ed. Oh, he's flying. And the other thing about Juice that's 
terrific is that she's shown she can do this. As you said, you said this this morning, she won the Queensland Oaks last year off a seven-week break. So she could run in a Sydney Cup and then just have seven, eight and go up there and yeah. win in Q22. And obviously going to Queensland, and we've been hammering this drum for years now, and going to Queensland and racing in good horse races as opposed to standing in a paddock in the rain seems to be beneficial. Who would have thought? So these horses that go to Queensland, they turn up in Melbourne and they, um, they've got an advantage over all these other horses that haven't been practising. Well, she had a deep prep. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really good into idea winter and then to race your good horses in good races. And she had a proper spring too. Mm. He didn't shirk with her. No, he's done a, he's done a, a really good job. I was saying it's interesting yesterday when you look at the Oaks from last year where she, she got beat by Hungry Heart in a good Oaks. And she, um, from that, that's what Montefilia has come out of the same Oaks. And so between them, they've Montefilia's got the, the Metrop and the Rambit, Juace has got the Australian Cup and the Tancred, and a Coongee. One of my favourite races, the Coongee. So I'm not leaving that off the, uh, off the CV. Um, and Hungry Heart has Barry trial for 12 months. And runs on the, in the Doncaster on the yeah. weekend. I can't cop the wet track either because down the highway it hasn't been. so, And there's plenty of races. She could have switched to Melbourne. Could have switched to Melbourne at the start of the prep. She well, should have run yeah. the Australian Cup. The races we're talking about there, Montefilia won the Metrop on a good track and Juice won the Australian Cup on a good track. So it's not like those horses have relished the wet and she hasn't. They've just raced in the right races for stayers. She, I, I mean, she's very similar to Unforgotten. Mm. Yeah, she is. She is. I just think I think she's going really well, and I just want to see her race. Yeah, it's well. I mean, <laughs> I mean, get ready. We're probably going to get it with Fangirl again. So, although I think she's more, she's actually probably more in the mold of like she'll win the Epsom, that sort of mold. Yeah, you're right. You know Fangirl's I mean? not a stayer. I don't think Fangirl won't go to the Oaks. Will she? We no. should roll onto the Vinery now. She's Queen of the Turf. She's got Queen of the Turf written all over, and I would think favourite for that now. I would. I mean, Yonce was favourite prior. She, she should be favourite then, Fangirl, I would say. And I especially when you think, um, so Forbidden Love, Lighthouse, not going. Kiss on all, cheek, all Four Cheeks, they're all running in the Doncaster, right? Which seems unlikely then to back up a week later. I mean, one or two of them, and Inspirational Girl's the other one. She's going to the Doncaster. So a big chunk of the top mile mares are Doncaster bound. Where's Colette going? I'd say she goes there. She's not running in Doncaster, not an acceptor. Um, not that I noticed. So the top of that market to me looks Fangirl, Colette, and they're both, a, I think Fangirl's about as good as Colette. It's funny that market says that, I mean, Colette's, there's too much juice in that market to really be keen, but in terms of putting them in a ranking order, she's too far down there. What's Colette doing below Anavisto? She hasn't won recently. She won the Empire Rose. Not recently enough. <laughs> I was surprised. Anna Visto firmed after getting beat. I mean, she did so much wrong. They went too slow yesterday, but, but she firmed after. I would say. Yeah, I was going to. I mean, disappointing she might, from she a marketing perspective. Wrong. She didn't do enough wrong. She <laughs> she didn't do enough wrong to be um, ranked as good a chance as Colette. Surely, that's an interesting market. I mean, the market itself is an interesting, but the ranking is. Um. Yeah, that can bring us on to our Jockey Awards because we're looking at the Vinery now where Hugh Bowman put Fangirl in the race and that won the race, I would say. Yep. Um, Mr. 1-1. One, one. It was a slowly run Vinery and a dash up home. Oh, so we're doing Taylor Pendrith Well, we'll first. go Taylor Pendrith off the bat because we're looking at the Vinery now. So the Taylor Pendrith Award for the Jockey Who Missed Par by the Furthest. 
goes to Tommy Berry on yearning. I mean, no surprises. Set it a task. They're crawling, and he's not last. I'm not going to say he's long last. I'm not going to say we uh, made up this award for Tommy, but if there's one jockey that loves not only setting last but two lengths last, it is Tommy. Yeah, have you seen a lot of Jamie Spencer in the UK? I think that's what he's modelled about. Yeah, I mean that's um, she had absolutely no hope there yearning, but she did. She's finished. She's done way too much running late, but she has. She finishes running, so um, because she pulled up with an issue the start before that in Melbourne, and she'd been a she'd closed really quickly first up. So the first up run said, "I'm back as well as ever," and then she had the issue, and this to me says. Forget about that issue. I'm still the back as well as ever, Philly, which probably going towards the Oaks, as you say, Fangirl's not going there. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be backing Hinged either, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought Hinged was desperate for a mile and a half. I'd say she she goes back to the Queen of the Turf as well, unless they've said otherwise. Don't know. Uh, never been kissed was well ridden here. Gypsy Goddess is. I mean, Gypsy Goddess is the other one. I mean, if Tommy doesn't win the award. Willie gets it for Gypsy Goddess. And I think Van Dyke was happy with it. Yeah, I mean... That if might. you listen to the radio in the morning, he said, be happy to run third or fourth, we're going to be out the back and hitting the line. Yeah. So, I understand if you back Gypsy Goddess... Poorly written to instructions. Poorly written to instructions. I yeah. think if you backed it, you've walked away pretty sour, but David Van Dyke would have been pretty happy yesterday. It's interesting because, I mean, I know she came down with a big boom and, and, a, and a good rating and she ran... In you know basic terms, she ran a little bit below that rating, but to me, she um, she enhanced herself to me. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Because yeah. I've I reckon the splits say that she's no, they don't say she's good as the first two. They they cert- she didn't finish fast enough to say that. I mean, it's a big margin. It's four lengths, first second. So I think it's a good piece of form for a slow race to put those that margin on. But um, and so I'm not saying at all that Gypsy Goddess was an unlucky loser, but she's closer than that, and I don't. Know that the Oaks is going to. I mean, the. That's the, the race. That's the race, is it? I don't think something's coming off your favourite race. That's my favorite. The Adrian Knox. Well, this all of a sudden becomes like the quick backup Adrian Knox. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, the the, the Adrian Knox fillies seem to run in this, which is like pretty amazing. And um, Pink Ivory. Pink Ivory, who actually went really well. She would have just about won. Oh, 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 come on. Just about one. She would have walked in. <laughs> yeah, she, she, Pink Ivory is your 2022 Adrian Knox filly. She just didn't run it. <laughs> um, but I don't, I look at this and I think she's run really well, Pink Ivory, and, and she'll be some sort of chance in the Oaks, but she's got to be less of a chance, certainly, than Gypsy Goddess and probably less of a chance than Yearning as well, I think. Yearning's out of Rising Romance, so I suppose Oaks has always been. Yeah, in the back of their mind, and and so I think A should go and B. I think they're your th- they're your three. It doesn't look like it's going to take a lot of winning to no. me this year with the better fillies, as you say. The better fillies are all Wallers, and they're all maybe a bit more miley. I think if Gypsy Goddess draws middle to inside, she's very hard to beat. Very hard to beat. If not, we need to put a ban on the phrase "very hard to beat." What do you? What do you? All want? these horses in the market are hard to beat. What do you want alternatively? I don't know. Say so she's good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's that, I suppose. So yeah, Tommy Berry gets the Taylor Pendrith Award for this week, and that takes us to the um, the opposite end of the spectrum. The the jockey who got it exactly right and got a sweet sweet tune out of one as well, and that's Friday night 
William Reed. It's always good when they're in the big races as well. Hal Vorson. That was a, it's an inch. The time doesn't look that fast, but the, it was high pressure, as you would expect. The pace was probably messy, um, and a messy race. But the the breakup of all of that is that Hal Vorson's got into a pretty good spot and been given a good ride there. And I mean, the evidence for that is that Hal Vorson's run second in a William Reed. You mean you've got everything out of I, good horse. He's maximised. He's absolutely optimised. Hal Vorson. That's you'll never see him produce a better piece of form than that. That's the full Hal Vorson. Andrew Mallion's always had a bit of a knack with him as well. But, um, yeah, wow, he's, he's drawn it all out of him there. So that's a um, that's a terrific ride behind September Run, who's um, back in form, I suppose. And she'll I assume she'll go to Adelaide for the, the sprint over there and she'll meet her old her old mate there, spots that. There's not much between the, the two of them. But September Run's got wins, which spots that doesn't. She's got a lot of good runs. She's got a lot of good runs. What's that? Yeah. She's been more consistent than September more consistent run. And beaten her. I don't know what the head-to-head is now, but she has, in the races where they've both both lost, what's that's beaten her home. But September runs the one who's been able to knock off a couple of group ones. But um, that's a good sprint. So um, Well done. The lead up to the Australasian Oaks over in Adelaide was won by Mac and Cheese. She ran to 99. Tell you what, visually... She had panels on them. Yeah, she almost got knocked over. But you're going to tell me well, I'm that is a fair way below what what's going over there. I'm just thinking Argentia. Argentia. <laughs> she might have had it. Argentia is going over there to um to sprint. Skip trying to beat Mac and Cheese. Ducks Mac and Cheese to run into September Run and spots that. And I there's a couple of others I'm forgetting. Marabi was a slightly disappointing, not massively, but slightly disappointing in the um William Reed. And probably doesn't go now. I'm not sure. I what, don't know. Not her plan is. I'm not sure, but could be it, it. It is interesting. It is interesting. New segment. Actually, that's a, a good segue into the around the grounds. Around the grounds. So we'll just quickly rattle off. We'll do it quickly. We don't need to get into a long spiel here. But the best time figures from each of the metro cards. So who's ran the so fastest? We'll start, well, we can start in Adelaide. It was mac and cheese. Well, it's a very tricky one because they ran two races on the main track. So you've got to... It's hard. That's hard to... Um, you got to, You've got to accept that your time figures there come out with a fair degree of um, fudging. But we're giving it to mac and cheese. She's, a, she's the queen of Adelaide on Saturday. Fastest filly. Mooney Valley Friday night was um, shout the bar. Went awesome. Went awesome. Back in business. 106 time figure there. 106, hang on. Let me just... Uh, don't want to give out false information here. I don't want to be accused of fake news. Yeah, 106 time figure. She's a 111 rated filly, so she was. Um, we should also. She was ridden by Mark Zara, who we've just continually given Taylor Pendrith awards to. Here he was leading and got her to run very, very fast. So um, we could have given him the Colin Morikawa. We award. could have, but we didn't. But we want more from Mark, though. Keep yeah, it up. He gets a nice hat tip for for the ride on Shout the Bar because he. Um, she had gone. Poorly first up in Sydney, but recaptured, got away from the big wet, recaptured something like her best. I think she has one run better than that, which was um, she chased Arcadia Queen, I'm going to say, in a McKinnon. Okay. That was a good piece of form. So she can do that. But um, she got it very right. Doom, and there's two that ran the same speed figure. There's a two-year-old that won the first called Steady Ready, who won by five and a half. Looked, looked impressive, it? yeah. Okay. Well, it looked impressive on... I to you know. as well? Yeah, to me as well on the sheet. I just saw numbers, not 
Not the visuals? Not the visuals, but I saw a big margin rated really, really well. So um, not well enough to think that, oh, I mean, they're a weak lot, the two-year-olds, aren't they? Maybe she is, he, she is competitive when they all come up there a little bit later on. But she'll be certainly features in those. But the other one was Smart Image. Oh. And I did see that. Oh, how annoying was that? I I chased that horse. I reckon for a good prep in Sydney, knowing that he had it. I think he won three or four of his first seven starts. Like yeah. he had a really. He broke nice hundred, so he only he ran a time figure ninety seven, which is the same as Steady Ready. It was at ninety eight. No, the the two the joint best figures up there, but he hooning did, late, hooning, and it, yeah, it was ninety eight and finishing fast, so a bit better than that. But he had broken a hundred a couple of times for Snowden. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I went chasing <laughs> off I those know. numbers. You spent a long time chasing him. Well, Tony Golan, great Tony. He's good. He's at a this. freak. He's isn't he? good at this, Tony Golan. Um, but yeah, that's a not quite. Oh, uh, let's say fringe stakes figure and and finishing fast. So maybe he's maybe he's going to turn him into a listed Group Three sprinter up there. Which I thought what he would have looking at his profile early doors, you would have thought he'd be. Yeah, for Snowden. Like I mean, he won one. a proper Stradbroke lead up with Baller. Mm. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ascot only quickly, briefly did because you did the numbers over there, but it was Sentimental Queen. Was it? Yeah, it was. Thoughts? Take your word for it. Okay, we're rolling through and she's not a um, parting oh, star of the future. We have Perth nah. listeners here. They want to know who's run fast and what can I do with them? Well, Tricks of the Trade ran really fast late, just yeah. not given much chance over all time. Yeah. We can just quickly touch on Newcastle as well. I'm surprised you didn't touch on the two-year-old, the... I swear to God, it did, ran. Did win the first? Yeah. Oh, okay. It ran good figures. Okay. My my quick look was sentimental queen was the quickest. Oh, it might have been. Might have been. It might um, have been. and Newcastle was character, but we'll probably talk about that in the preview show because that's going to be derby relevant for Saturday because he backs up there. But that was the um, a lot oh. of slowly run races there. They get onto the beautiful big Newcastle, and you know you can count to ten. You don't, so you get a lot of races where they sit back and and. And run fast late. And I mean that even that race was they were quite quick late. Regal line was quick late. Not as quick as maybe it looked. Regal line and Benno looked like huge closers. The sectionals say that they, you know, they stayed on well. The Phillies were better closers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Phillies are better horses. That's that's my read of that. But yeah, that's the there we go. Round the grounds. Fastest time figures at the we'll do a better job of that in the future. <laughs> I thought it was good. Ah, good. Good. Now time for... That is just so exciting! I've already touched on him, Tricks of the Trade. He was a winner of this award back in January. He ran 108 plus, first up over 1,200. And here he is a few starts later. He's now rated 110, uh, running second in the Mel Vista on Saturday. 110 plus. He was a 24-pound markup. So Troy Torner, one of those rides, he drew wide and they went back. So... Can't be too harsh on the ride. Put his fate in the hands of others. He can't do much. You rarely ever see a truly run staying race over in Perth. They're all generally jig jog sprints. You've seen the derbies. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. So that's the one concern going to the derby. We don't actually know if he'll stay because it wasn't a test of stamina on the weekend. He zipped home, but he is a serious horse. So he's rated ahead of Western Empire and Riga Power and Gadding at the same time. They're all Group 1 winners. Not saying he will be, but just to give you an idea of where he was at the same point in their careers. So 110 plus, he's already well and truly good enough to win the derby. 
I notice he's not favourite for the derby. Alas and God is, but yeah, I'll certainly be backing tricks of the trade in the derby. I think if he draws middle, again, if he settles behind him, that's a concern. But if he gives a chance, he's got enough speed that he can take up a position. He doesn't have to go back. Yeah, so the derby will be a jig jog again, won't it? Yeah, I can't imagine they're really going to pile on the speed. I mean, they've just got, they've stood them up and panelled them on the weekend, those two. So I think all things being equal, they're clearly the ones to beat. Rockinori, he beat Chicks of the Trade two back, but had a big pull in the weights. And then Chicks of the Trade really responded in terms of from a rating perspective on the weekend. He took a big step forward again, which was good to see. And I'd imagine he will win the WA Derby. Alaskan God, nice profile and everything, but I suspect Chicks of the Trade will turn the tables. Nice. He'll win the railway. Cheers. (laughs) 